You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. This is Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing some of the barriers that are preventing patients from getting ideal dental care and how we can work around these challenges. Our guest is Dr. Todd Snyder, a popular speaker on VivaLearning.com, cosmetic dentist, author, international lecturer, researcher, and instructor at various teaching facilities. Dr. Snyder is a consultant for numerous dental manufacturing companies and has had the opportunity to research and recommend changes for many of the materials now being used in dentistry. Dr. Snyder, it's a pleasure to have you back on our show. Uh, Thanks, Phil. Happy New Year. Good to be here. Yeah. Belated Happy New Year to you. We're really happy to have you back. You've given us some really good insight in some of these previous podcasts and talking to my audience. If you haven't tapped into them, Dr. Snyder uh, has talked about all sorts of stuff and just do a a search on vivalearning.com for Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, and you'll find some of the stuff he talks about. And then, of course, he has an amazing training program at legion.dentist. You can visit that at legion.dentist, L-E-G-I-O-N.dentist. Great stuff and really worth taking a look at. So, we're talking about barriers for ideal care. What type of barriers are we looking at today and in the future regarding patients receiving what we call ideal dental treatment? Well, you know, Phil, I think what we're seeing today is no different than what we've seen for many years to some extent. You have obviously different price points of individuals out there, uh, different oral health needs. You know, some people need, you know, a lot of extractions and, you know, full mouth rehabilitations. Uh, and they have financial difficulties, obviously, you know, being able to afford something like that. And you have others that maybe have one or two teeth that are broken down, and maybe they have financial difficulties as well. Or you have someone that, you know, has some means over time to do, let's say, like a full mouth or, or changing a lot of dentistry, but they need ways to segment it to be able to make it affordable with time, or the dentist needs a way to make it segmentable so that they can get their job done. Now, I think with COVID, this is change maybe slightly because, you know, maybe people have neglected things longer and now it's going to take them longer to try and rebuild things. I think some people obviously are financially in a, in a worse place. But what I also see is going forward, potentially more people in a bad place. And so thinking ahead of those businesses that have been struggling and we're going to see, you know, more businesses potentially failing or more individuals losing their jobs or having less money just because of the fallout of all this that we maybe haven't seen yet. So thinking ahead and saying, okay, I've got existing patients with problems. I've got new patients that are potentially going to need problems. You know, we have to find ways to help these people so that they can get their oral health back to a, an optimal level. And that may not be something we can do overnight. And that may need to to be something we do over time. Can you talk about some of the treatments we can use under these circumstances? If you have someone that obviously can't afford a, you know, a single tooth or multiple tooth type of dentistry that you know normally would be made let's say indirectly then a lot of times we would do a bunch of large buildups you know using you know some type of composite resin based technology as a as a core buildup or as a long term you know big filling kind of thing and they don't have as good a durability obviously as indirects but that's all we had now for some of our patients we may say well I want to put them in a long term provisional cuz there's just not enough tooth I have to put something around you know, the tooth to hold it together, or I have to do a bridge. And so we have times in which we have to do indirect procedures, or maybe it's just segmenting things like, hey, we started the front, we did the veneers or crowns on the front teeth and the back are, are damaged, and we have to at least provisionalize them because we can't move forward right now, and we need to put them in a good holding position. And so what can we use to keep them healthy and keep them stable until such time as we can circle back and 
whether the office is back open again or whether the patient can finally afford it or the patient's kids are finally back to school and they can make it into your office, you know, all the limitations we have. And that's where you start looking at you know, indirect materials, whether it's lab-based, whether it's office-based, uh, whether it's you know, directly created or directed from, uh, let's say, a, a printing type of device in your office or a machining CAD CAM type of unit, we have various means to make provisionals. What are some of the things that are out there now? And I know uh, we were talking offline about DMG's Luxacrown. Can you tell us a little bit about this material and why it's something that we should be considering for these situations? Yeah, well, you, f you figure you've got something like, you know, stainless steel crowns, which nobody wants. You've got something like 3M's ion crowns, which don't fit extremely well. It's like socks on a rooster, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then you go, okay, well, DMG came out with their Luxacrown, which we all use bisacryl materials, you know, in a gun, whether it's a 10 to one or one to one, we, we've all, you know, injected these into some type of template and made a crown. Well, DMG came out with a, a superior product that they called Luxacrown. And so you would use it in the same fashion you would a traditional bisacryl material, but you're implementing this because of its strength properties and its durability and longevity that we wouldn't typically find with traditional provisional materials. And so it fits a unique niche in our business, not only right now, but just people in general that can't afford things. Or if we're trying to segment someone's treatment, let's say over many months or a year or two, and we're trying to just kind of piece it all together with time based on maybe bite and function, or again, going back to maybe even cost or uh, you know, availability of them or you based on your business. Uh, so it's a, a very unique product for this niche. What are some of the physical characteristics that Luxacrown has? What, what attributes so, physically make it so that it can last longer than the typical bisacryl material? Sure. No, that's a, it's a good question. And that's when I looked at when I was you know, first starting to play with this product in my office, you know, because I love Luxatemp. You know, I've been using it for years to make my you know, temporary veneers and enter restorations for cosmetic purposes. So if you look at like compressive strength of Luxatemp at 220 megapascals, the Luxa Crown is 333. So it's basically about a third stronger as far as its compressive strength. And then if you look at something like the flexural strength of being 127 megapascals for Luxa Temp, and then Luxa Crown comes in at about 154. So again, you know, about another 30% or a quarter, you know, 25. So you're getting some better strength durability properties there. But also, you know, the, the claim behind DMG is that, hey, you get five years out of this material, but Myself and other key opinion leaders look at this and go, no, no, this stuff's amazing. It's more like probably eight or 10. It sounds like a new genre of provisional material, is it not? Definitely. You know, so if you start looking at, let's say, ADA insurance code replacement times, as far as when is a crown replaced? You know, if it's insurance companies used to pay for a new crown every five years, now many of them are doing like seven or eight. And so what is the science saying on how long a crown lasts? Is it five years? Is it eight years? What is it? Well, if you have a product that's basically in direct injected onto a tooth through a mold that you can get five years or maybe, again, we're extrapolating, maybe this is so phenomenal, we get 10. Well, then to some extent, you could build something just as good that's far less expensive, doesn't have a second appointment. And you know, should they need another one, it's still an inexpensive alternative. Uh, so I see that for you know a lot of individuals that just can't afford dental care that needs something. This is a great product for a whole like that as well as our, our patients that can't afford it, they just need you know, to stagger things 
based on time and complexity of maybe the case or maybe even financials. What about their age? What about a patient who comes in in their mid 80s? There is some uh, use to have a, a restorative material that, that has five to 10 years when you're treating a patient 85 years old. I mean, is that far-fetched? No, I, I see that, you know, the pediatric realm as well as geriatric, you know, you're trying to buy some time and, and maybe, you know, again, they don't have as much money or something at that point in their life and they need something to hold them over. And again, you don't know how long it's going to last, but that, I think that's a great solution. And maybe they're not able to get out of uh, wherever they're living at the time. And it's, it's very inconvenient to get someone to bring them here. And so all the barriers that one would have maybe at that age, it makes it easy that, Hey, you can come in one time. And we can fix it one time, and I would hope we can get you know five years, but maybe even more, right? Uh, and the same thing with a child with you know pediatric teeth. You look at what's out there currently, and, and you go, okay, well, I can make it maybe less expensive, and if I can get you five years, heck, that tooth's probably going to exfoliate by then, and we're good. So I see it fitting not only you know in, in mainstream dentistry, but also at the far ends of definitely being a place in geriatric and pediatric dentistry as well. What are some of the options we have as dentists that can help patients financially? Can you just review that for us briefly? Well, I would say the first thing is, you know, not everyone has insurance, but for those that do, you know, you could call this, you know, a provisional crown and, and bill it as such, or a provisional pontic or provisional retainer crown. Uh, you could bill it out as a, uh, a resin crown or provisional resin crown. Um, there are, are codes for, you know, permanent resin crowns. You also have, um, you could say a four surface or four surface or more posterior composite because it is a resin. Um, so you have at least five, six different codes to implement for those of you that you know are taking insurance and or have patients on insurance and they need that assistance. That's obviously one way. But you could also look at it, hey, just regardless of someone who doesn't have anything and they need help, well, that's what we do as dentists, we help people. And so it's like, okay, well, hey, I've got an inexpensive product here it won't take me long to fix your tooth. I'm really only out some time and a little bit of anesthetic and some gauze and a, you know, impression material to, uh, to capture the shape of a tooth and squirt some Luxacrown in there. I'm not out a whole lot. Let me help you out and I'm going to charge you X. You know, you decide what it is, but you don't have a lab bill. You don't have a second appointment. You don't have all the different materials you would typically use. You're saving a lot of time. And you could really help someone out. So based on each person's business model, you could make it very inexpensive for something like this. No, no, it sounds like a great service to the patient, those that need it. So I think we covered it very well, Dr. Snyder. Um, before we end the podcast, tell us a little bit about your training program, Legion.Dentist, if you would. Well, you know, I'm a different bird. And, and for those that don't know it, I, I'm definitely different. I beat to my own drum and do a lot of interesting things. You used to be a race car, race car driver. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. I drive professionally for fun and oh, really? uh, I've got numerous businesses on the side and, and I'm always looking to grow myself every day. And so what I teach is different than traditional dentistry. I, I don't teach traditional dentistry in that program as much as I teach looking at things from a different perspective, looking at your communication skills, looking at your team, looking at your marketing and looking at yourself and how you can change yourself in many different ways to grow and change your business and where you want to go in life with your family, where you want to go in your personal hobbies and interests. And I think often in dentistry, we look at just the procedure and not much else. And so, yeah, I'm a, a fellow in the AACD and I've done a lot. I can teach you plenty on dentistry, but I think it's so much fun for me to watch people see things differently they haven't been exposed to in the dental world that changes their career and pathway and makes them more successful financially and personally. Yeah, it sounds like you started 
this business because you reflected upon yourself and realized what you wanted to do with your life. You knew you were a dentist. You knew you had things you had to learn. You specialize in cosmetic dentistry, but you also built your whole life around your goals on what, what would actually make you happy and what direction you wanted to be in and your independence and your freedom to, to make decisions on your own. And that, of course, aligns with, you know, working for yourself and so forth. So you carry all your experiences into this program. And I know we've talked about this. So anybody interested in learning more about this, feel free, as I said earlier in the podcast, to visit legion.dentist, L-E-G-I-O-N.dentist. And again, um, Dr. Snyder, thanks so much for your input. And we hope the doctors and staff who heard this podcast or are listening to this podcast reach out to DMG America and look further into this new product called Luxacrown, which offers a broad array of uh, options when it comes to treating patients that are facing barriers to getting the so-called ideal dental treatment. Thanks again, Dr. Snyder. Thank you, Phil.